Welcome to season two of the Revenue Marketing Report powered by Caliber Mind. Our goal in the RMR is to help marketers move from subject matter experts to strategic business partners. I'm your host, Kamala Thompson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce Brett McGrath. Tell us a little bit about it yourself. Thanks, Kamala. I'm excited to be on the show and talk side projects and marketing. I'm a career B2B marketer. I've worked in companies all shapes and sizes from very few people to high growth to publicly traded to acquired um, and anywhere in between. I love connecting with customers, solving their problems and leveraging content and doing all the marketing things we do to build brand and win hearts and minds of our audience. So that's a little bit about me. I, I live in Indianapolis and have been at the juice where I currently work for just came up on my one year anniversary, which is the one year anniversary of the business. So I'm employee number two. And I think I wear that badge proudly. Nice. Nice. And for those of you who don't know what the juice is yet, you know, I describe it akin to kind of Netflix for content for sales and marketing in the B2B space. Uh, everything's curated and kind of kind of catered to your taste. Was Did I butcher that? Would you like to describe it differently? <laughs> no, no. I think, I think uh, you nailed it. We've been using the Netflix analogy, the Spotify analogy where, you know, like Spotify connects listeners to artists and artists to listeners. Our goal really is to connect learners to brands and creators and vice versa. So it's funny, uh, I when I joined the business, there was no product and it was just the vision. And I was having a conversation with our CEO, Jonathan, and he was talking about painting the picture about how difficult it is for us as marketers to go find things, whether it's podcasts, articles, eBooks, find it without jumping through a bunch of hoops, whether it's searching on Google, being fed unhelpful blog posts, having to go fill out forums, getting called by a bunch of salespeople when we're not ready to buy. And I think I had experienced that pain and um, was one of the big reasons why I jumped on board. So now it's cool because um, I, we've got all that platform kind of in or, or all that content in our platform. And really, instead of going to Google and searching for the content. We are trying to encourage our audience. And as part of my role is just to build awareness to go to the juice if you want to learn. And hopefully we can give exposure to great brands like Caliber Mind in the process. Jumping back to the topic at hand, and we named this episode, Need Inspiration, Start a Side Hustle. So before people start freaking out and thinking that we're telling you, you have to do two jobs at once, we're really talking about passion projects that don't necessarily have to be tied to monetary gain. And those of us, all of us going through this pandemic who are fortunate enough to and privileged enough to work at home. Uh, even with kiddos and all the things happening in life, we still do seem to have a little more time on our hands than we used to. So I would love to talk about your passion project and how that's really inspired you as a scrappy marketer, number two employee of the juice. Yeah. So maybe we'll, I'll start with like a trend that I've been spotting in B2B and then I'll get into my side project. I think just like in coming back to the juice and being in a role where it's marketing to marketers, I felt like I had to relearn the motivations and desires of, of marketing people in this industry and went and had a bunch of conversations. And one uh, trend I spotted like out of the gates is like this rise of the individual creator where it's really like 
the people in creator roles within brands are like the most powerful distribution channel and creators individuals are the ones that are providing value on that front line building those relationships and in turn the brands benefit from this and so like i spotted that and i found that interesting and that's something like i'm spending a lot of time trying to dig into but that leads me into just like the side project where i was at my previous employer i had more time on my hand i didn't i i I didn't have a a daughter yet since then I do. So my time is a little more limited these days, but I kind of reconnected with an old passion of collecting sports cards. And it was a lot different than when I had left it many years ago. And so as a creator, it, for me, I felt like there's a lot of people kind of in my age demographic out there that are probably bored and exploring sports cards again. So what I wanted to do was being someone who creates content, someone who uh, podcasts regularly, I felt like there's an opportunity to start sharing what I was learning through the process, host people on my show to learn from them. And in turn, maybe I could build a brand from it. And I uh, started that in almost coming up on two years of meeting people from all over the world, reconnecting with a passion of mine, which is sports cards and learning all about it. I would have probably never been as successful as I think I was in my first year at the Juice if I didn't go through that entire experience and that passion project and really have zero resources but myself and just having to go figure it out, having to figure out how to build audience, how to figure out how to build brand. And at the end of the day, like it's been super rewarding because it's like, it's a passion project and I'm full of passion when it comes to that. It's afforded me to build many relationships, but I think most, most importantly too, it's, it's, it's made me a better marketer in 2022 because it it forced me to do things that I wasn't maybe necessarily uh, comfortable with or hadn't done before. And before we recorded, we had a conversation I thought was really interesting where we were talking about how B2B marketing gets it wrong a lot and that the people seem to forget that they're still marketing to humans. <laughs> so a lot of the materials really dry. I think there are some breakout brands that are really kind of uh, breaking the mold there in a really good way. I think of Scratchpad, Dooley, Chili Piper, and quite a few others that have really embraced humor. Did you find with your passion project that uh, a certain tone or voice resonated better with your audience? How has that translated into your work at The Juice? It's funny. Absolutely. So I'm a student first on anything. So I like to observe what is happening around me before I just go jump in and study. And I'd I'd listen to other creators in the space talk and they came in and all the angles everyone was coming in on was the like an expert angle. Like I'm an expert. Listen to me and I'm going to tell you how to operate and how to buy that like just didn't really it it was it felt like funny business to me where like my mentality and mindset was like i'm just gonna be myself and be my real person share like the good bad and the ugly and hopefully by me being real like other people will be like you know what i went through that struggle that's something that i learned from and made myself a little vulnerable i guess and so i think that the authenticity there and i just don't know how to be someone other than myself and that's a blessing and a curse and probably a whole another conversation but taking you. that <laughs> taking that cute. with me yeah taking that with me to the juice i think has played well because 
within B2B marketing right now, the brands you just threw out there and, you know, I throw gong and maybe throw drift out there too. It's like these brands have really empowered their people to just be themselves and people want to connect with people. And so hopefully when I'm recording a podcast for the juice or writing our newsletter or writing a blog post, like people get to know who I am as a a person and then maybe learn something from a marketing perspective. That's what's worked for me is just be real, be authentic. And sometimes it it might hurt you a little bit, but I think in the end, like you'll benefit in the brand you you work for uh, will benefit too from it. Totally agree. I think, you know, seeing trends in the market around hiring and we've seen people posting about this on LinkedIn, but I've experienced it personally. There's been this shift from when you're interviewing a potential hire going from show me what you know and and demonstrate that you know it to, you know, people have an online profile, they have referrals that you can look at in LinkedIn. Like you should probably be coming to the interview knowing that they can do what they say they do. And it's turned, it's flipped on its head. And now I see a lot of us selling our company culture and brand and, you know, remote working, all of that great stuff. I think I'm seeing the same paradigm shift in marketing overall is, like you said, vulnerability and that human element are what makes a brand sticky instead of all of these, like, I think back to even three, four, five years ago, the feature spewing and the tech garble that us marketers used to embrace was just kind of cringeworthy now. <laughs> Would you agree well, I, with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I call it me centered marketing or the old way. And what I like to talk about is modern day marketing or the new way is kind of how I'm positioning it. And back to like the culture angle, I think with just the opportunity I see that um, with companies and companies who do this really stand out too, is like, if you're building brand, you're creating content, creating value, like make sure that the people within inside your organization understand who you're writing for and the pieces that you're writing and why you're writing it. Because what's really powerful is that when your people within your business are about your content, even in adjacent roles like sales or maybe outside like product. When you share that stuff on Slack and just letting them know it's available, it's like really incredible. It's a great feeling to see your people share it out through Twitter and provide commentary. And ultimately what that reflects on, I think it reflects good culture and what we've be, we've organically done that at the juice. And it's, it's, it's probably my proudest achievement of just like, we create content, people at the company see it and they like it and they share it out to their network. And I think ultimately like, that's like a recruiting play. Like oh, people, absolutely. See, people see the uh, many other people sharing the same article consistently. It's like, Someone who's not happy in their role, who's highly skilled, sees that and like, you know what? Like, I want to check out what they're doing. They all seem to be happy and they all seem to be about it. So I don't know. That's kind of how I think about it. And I I think ultimately, like the the companies who are doing it the the me-centered way or the old way, it'll eventually get phased out. But I think that what I found in my exploration and talking with marketers. Most people want to do things the modern way. However, it's what the playbook that got the bo- their boss or their boss's boss promoted. They're kind of stuck. And so it, it'll just take some time. But 
Um, yeah. I'm seeing things. I'm more, I'm more bullish on where content is going and where B2B is now, even more so than a year ago when I started at the juice. Yeah. And we even see that in analytics, how, uh, you know, traditional metrics that were used around demand generation, it was the sole goal for all campaigns. And that's just not how marketing works. We're expected to be in all places at all times. We're seeing that slow shift take place finally after talking about being data-driven marketers for years from just looking at a single point in time or a single field on a form to here are all the things that are happening and, and working and we should really uh, be aligned with a pipeline and revenue goal. Hi, I'm Kamala Thompson, Director of Growth at Caliber Mind. A lot of times we talk to prospects and they're excited about modernizing their marketing analytics, but they're worried about the data underneath. And that's a valid concern. That's why we came up with our Back to Basics Bootcamp to help you address all of the issues that stand in the way of you and insights that actually make sense. We'll meet each month to review a best practice. In addition to that, you'll walk away with handouts that go through how to implement each piece and a Slack channel where you can ask experts on demand about your organization, your processes, your system. I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's free and product agnostic, and we really suggest that you take us up on it. The program starts on February 8th, 2022, and space is limited, so register today at calibermind.com. So, jumping back to your side hustle, I'm going to call it passion project. <laughs> so, what are some of the surprising discoveries you found trying to promote your podcast and get it in front of people that you've taken back with you? I think most importantly, it's like finding the channels where the people that you're trying to reach are going to learn, even if it is outside the box or not comfortable. And I think about my my side hustle and collectors and of sports cards they forever went to message boards and they would communicate on message boards. And then when Instagram popped up, Instagram really became the community platform for sports card collectors to share what they're doing, connect. And I had tuned out Instagram um, several years ago. I was tired of, you know, having people who I knew like 10 years ago share about their life. And I just did, it just didn't, it didn't make me happy. So I like shut down Instagram. I was like, that was fun while it lasted never again. So I had to like get back and relearn Instagram from the brand side. And it's so, it's such a powerful platform. And when you focus in a platform like Instagram, specifically through you building a brand, the people you follow all to be around one topic like sports cards, it's, it's an incredibly powerful tool. And so for me, that was social media, how to connect with others, how to build and develop brand, how to curate other people's content in your stories to start building relationships and, and exposure was super powerful. And so when I joined the juice, you know, being kind of like solo marketer, we had a growth marketer, Elena, who's still there focused on our growth of our uh, members on our platform, but I'm like the brand guy. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, where are the marketers that we want to become members or maybe future customers of the juice at? I went to Instagram, not the, quite the right spot. Went to Twitter, went to LinkedIn, went to communities channel. I, that's where I really started to uh, kind of unlock the conversations and what is happening. And so I think going through that motion on the, the passion project side and going back and not trying to replicate the same thing, but, but like 
a similar strategy of just exploring where people are going to learn has really um, helped level me up. It's allowed me to find topics that matter to the modern day marketer and also like most importantly, meet some incredible people, have conversations, record episodes with people that I would have never bet I would have talked to in just one year's time. Yeah. And I really love your point that uh, not every strategy works in every situation. So you're absolutely right. I can see how Instagram would be really valuable with something so visual as trading cards. And then a lot of technology, not as much, but the communities are just taking off like crazy. And people who got in front of that and started the community before the the trend really took off, man, they're in a good spot. That is quite the competitive advantage. Jealous, little jealous. So, <laughs> love it. So, yeah. So shout, shout out. I want to do a shout out here. Shout out uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, who runs Superpath, which is a content marketing community. I couldn't even begin to tell how many amazing marketers that I've connected with and met and learned from. And when exploring found that community, had so many amazing conversations, took the time to like thank Jimmy and figure out, hey, Jimmy, like this is what we're doing at the Juice. Like if there's ever any opportunities and he was building this this community and it was growing at a light speed and he didn't have his, like he was trying to figure out like, what he wanted to do with Superpath. So I think in the early days, he was like, well, I believe in what you're doing and it aligns with with kind of our ethos and I think it can be helpful. Um, found opportunities to kind of get the, get the link or get the platform in front of his members through his newsletter and other things and just get feedback early. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of like uh, when you're um, having that side hustle mentality and applying it to your day-to-day job, for me, I get the, the, the punchline that for me is just like being scrappy and like, no matter your role, no matter your level, like I think getting your hands dirty and meeting people doing the work and, and building relationships will lead to new people, new ideas, and will help level up anything you're doing. That's, or that's what's worked for me. No, I've found the same thing. When you don't have a budget, nobody knows about your brand. You really have to get scrappy and connecting with influencers and finding ways to partner with them is just, it's an amazing way to get your name out there. So if you're in a tiny company with no budget, start thinking like an entrepreneur. (laughs) Right. It's good advice. So if there was one thing you could tell yourself after rolling out a podcast in this passion project, what would you go back in time and say to you? I think for me, I'm, you know, we all do these like personality uh, tests and I am a 100 in ambition, which you would think like as a marketer, that's like great. It's great, but it also has, it's like, a curse where it's like by the end of the week, I'm like mentally and emotionally drained. My gas tank is empty. And so it's like self-managing that, but it's like, for me in my role, it's always like, I want results fast and I want results quick and I want results now. And I've worked on the demand gen side and that's kind of the mentality. And so I think when I flipped it over into like this brand building mode and like doing podcasts and spending a majority of my time on content and building relationships, it's like, I, w- I wish I would have kind of came from a place of abundance a, a, a little earlier where I was like, this is the long game. This is going to be a long game. 
and you're planting the seeds now and eventually those seeds are going to blossom and it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, but the more you do what you're doing and stay consistent and learn from it, eventually things will come around. I, I wish I would have like self-managed myself a little better at the, at the beginning of it. It took me about a quarter, a quarter and a half to realize like, this is going to work. You just got to stay consistent. That would be the biggest thing that I would change. And I would say to anyone who's like, has something like a show or a podcast, there are so many benefits, whether it's streamlining your content, learning from others, building relationships that are like, it's hard to quantify in the boardroom, but the more you do it, the more you realize it. And I think the easier it is to tell stories to your executive team or to your boardroom, wherever you're sitting within the org about the power and impact that show is having. So that that's just something that comes with, with reps and sets. Yeah, it's, it's a great point. I've heard some terrible advice out there. Two points. One is don't do anything you can't measure. And I think that's, that's the worst advice. So one thing it kills creativity too. Um, it completely discounts tactics like podcasts. And I'm sorry, but if you're just dumping your money into digital advertising and you're not looking at other creative ways to get out there in front of people, you are burning cash. You're just burning cash. So it's just such bad advice. And then the other one is attribution is broken and the single point of entry is the only thing that matters and we should be looking at. No, Uh, (laughs) it's really important to have qualitative data, anecdotal feedback, and be looking at all the data points, but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that's what I see a lot of people doing in the boardroom. They're saying, you know, I need to know for every dollar in how many dollars out. Well, what's your overall pipeline and revenue number? And how does that correlate to goal? And can you credit some of that to these intangible things that we're doing that are building some momentum? So I, I, I was triggered, I guess I got a little bit on my soapbox. <laughs> I, I, no, and I, and I, I would have, uh, in those instances, I would have been probably fired within the first three months of my role. But I'm lucky because my CEO is a is a marketer and he understands how it works. And I think the one thing that uh, marketers, especially at an early stage, might lose sight of is like the power in like you ha- you need to build the foundation. And if you build the foundation, then in like your opportunities to do marketing things are are limitless. And so that's like consistently like measuring things that might be outside the box. Like one example would be when, when I, I, every Thursday I author the blend, which is the juices newsletter goes out on Fridays. And when I go through this process, I'm writing an opening letter and I'm curating content from the week that we're finding in our platform that we're learning from. And so when I, of course I want the, the blend subscriber list to grow. But most importantly, I want people to respond to those emails that I sent. Say, hey, I heard you here. I'm thinking about X. And so the engagement from an email response on a newsletter to me is way more impactful than 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 new people signing up. So I think it's like we all want to track and measure the same things and we all want to report it back the same way. That's boring to me. And I think that doesn't make sense because all of our businesses are different. So I think the more we can think outside the box, find measurements and metrics that matter to our business, 
the um, the greater the, the greater you're going to be able to sell brand building activities internally, and likely the better investment you're going to get from from them uh, on the other side. So it's a topic like I'm super passionate about because I think in, you have to establish your brand and build that foundation, and not necessarily measure leads, measure subscribers, and measure all these things everyone is measuring, and 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 get lost in that because if you get lost in that like you mentioned, you'll lack the opportunities to be creative. And I think it's the creativity and the things that don't scale, especially in the early days that allow you to lead to breakthroughs and allow you to double down on things that are going to matter most. And when I say matter most, that's like activities that are going to help win the hearts and minds of the people that you're trying to reach. Yeah, no, like we said earlier, the same tactic doesn't work in every situation. So stepping back, looking at what, what's working and what, is it, what isn't. But the huge benefit of being with a small company is everybody's so interconnected. So working really closely with the sales team, you can get a ton of feedback on what's working and what isn't. That's not something that necessarily scales at a large company, but it helps you determine your direction early on. And I, I think to digital advertising and paid search, that doesn't really work unless it's at scale. And you can spend a lot of money on those those high value keywords. So when you're a smaller company, getting scrappy, partnering with your sales team and looking at different ways to do things, I think is just so great. Yeah. And I would like one thing there on just the keyword front that you mentioned is like I SEO has a place in everybody's strategy. It shouldn't be the strategy. And like my feedback would be if you're going to write, like write for humans and not machines, especially out of the gates, because people want, like tell stories. That's what people remember uh, you by. And um, that's, I think for me, it's like flipping out of the mindset of like working for a bigger company, optimize these keywords, like, yeah, okay. People do that and it works. But if no one knows you exist, like be authentic, have a message and figure out a strategy like a newsletter or a podcast or something, people will listen. Like you, it's amazing how people will find you if you're consistent in promoting that via social or in circles where people that you want, you want to be, you want them to be your customers hang out. It's, it's incredible. Oh, I just, I just love that. Right. For humans, because SEO is such an uphill battle when you're a small company. If you create really great content that people can use over and over, that's going to get, in front of more people naturally when you're not going to show up in the search engines. So, ah, love it. Well, Brett, thank you so much. This has been really enjoyable. Where can people find you online? Yeah. So you can go check us out at the You can sign up, become a member. It's free, no cost. Go check it out. We'd love feedback. If you want to reach me, easiest place to find me is on Twitter. Slide into my DMs, do whatever. I love to talk with other marketers and my handle is at Indy McGrath. Would love to hear from you. But Kamala, thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much. And for those of you listening to the podcast and enjoying it, tell one or two other people that it's it's really meaningful. It really does matter. The subscribes and ratings do matter. And for those of you looking for more great content like this, check out calibermind.com. 